gentlemen and ladies, it's that time of the month. May the 27th be with you. We are here, all of us, together, on this one giant Tatooine. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away when we started this very podcast. We are all scruffy-looking nerd herders, and here we are for the month of May. It's that once-a-month time when we all can get together and nerd the F out. I'm coming to you live from a battle sequence in one of the greatest movies of all time that, that actually was released yesterday in the year of our lord 1977 and you can see the mask that's what the movie poster was and i'm wearing my true colors here folks i'm in space we're in space it is may may the fourth be with you this is nerd herders welcome and joining me in this massive endeavor and undertaking is the dragon of the dojo a man who's worked out three days in a row Gentlemen and ladies, do on the only, the double D, the only double D's I care about, Damien Dragon. Pump him up. And his better half and all of our better halves, when she's not focusing on punching through a wall, she is finishing her soon-to-be best-selling book, Tell Me Who I'm Supposed to Be. Just had a wardrobe change, a la Lil Nas X, on Saturday Night Live, but she's here with us right now. Rebel, Rebel, Foxy, Foxy, Foxy. Yay. And Dan Calachico. So we are here <laughs> one more time. The last Wednesday of the month. And you know what that means? That means it's time for Nerd Herders. Now, I know some of our fans are so excited about today's topic because on the last episode of Nerd Herders, we got into a bitter dispute about the best video games turned movies. So each one of us are going to debut our three favorite video games turned movies. Will there be disconcertion? Will there be agreement? Will there be a loud and pointless argument? I'm going to say yes to all three. All three. <laughs> yes across the board. <laughs> well, we're Actually, gonna get it. <laughs> I think mine's going to piss everybody off the most. I could just, and I'm not doing that. I'm not aiming to do that, but I, I was truthful, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the one that makes yeah. everybody mad. <laughs> Very proud of that statement, Dan, because <laughs> you said that in print and online, and you said that here on this video. So yeah. now it's wetting the anticipation. But wow. uh, that's our our main topic. But we have several others. We've been away for a month, so Damien, you've been keeping track. Where are we going? Start us off. All right. As usual, we start out with our little roundtable discussion of news tidbits before hitting our main topic. That being said, because I know everybody's super excited to get to the main topic because we have done this before, and it's always a very popular topic, uh, which basically, again, as Craig said, picking our three favorite video game movies, let's just jump right into the nerd news. Okay. In a small tidbit, uh, as we know, the Green Lantern uh, series for HBO Max is pretty much pressing forward, and they have actually found their guy Gardner in America Harder Stories, Finn uh, Whitrock, Whitrock, aka Dandy from uh, I guess his debut season. Uh, no, is yes, yeah, but yes. he's been, yes. he's been, yes. he's, uh, but he's been in every season of American Horror Story, and he played Johnny Versace in the FX uh, limited series. Exactly, yes. but yeah, tremendous actor. Um. I mean, you know, I'm anxious to see what he's going to look like, you know, because, you know, Guy Gardner's got a very 
classic look, ginger, yeah. red hair, all that yeah. stuff and everything. Okay. So yeah. wait to see where that's going on. We've lost Dan Calachico again. I think he hasn't making a registry run. Plus, Plus we're so used to we're so used to seeing him as such a character. Yeah, an exactly. actor. And yeah. to see him in, in a superhero type role would be interesting. Spawning off of that though for any American Horror Story fans, in July, the American Horror Story spin-off series is set to debut, and the official season 10 on FX is set to debut this August. Awesome! It's been too long. Well, and that's early, too. They're bringing it in early, because usually it's not till late September. Late September. Yeah. They can have their Halloween episode. Yeah, actually, they, they, they debuted one year. Yeah, one year they debuted in October. I think it was year three. Yeah, year three, I guess we're, maybe we're not getting a Halloween episode this year, which would be kind of disappointing. Yes. All right, so that's that, which delved into Miss Foxy's news bit. I had news. You had news. Yeah, you I always have news. There was something else controversial we were talking about before, and I can't remember what it was. As I told you to bring it up before. Ah, we should have wrote it down. We totally forgot. <laughs> we're old. Don't worry. Well, don't worry. I'll remember it. Well, I remember when the show's it, it goes. It, it, it calls back to the very first episode where she was like this for like ten minutes, and all of a sudden it was like, Toosh. It was what the hell was it? There it is. There it is. Yeah, and it's gonna be like this for the rest. And of I was the like, show. oh yeah, you gotta bring that up. I went and put on my shirt. Yes, and like, I went. What the hell was it? That now she's gonna have this look. With the, uh, that look's gonna be there for the next ten minutes now. No, for, for the ten what? minutes for the next hour. Why do you do this? To Oh, of yeah. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, it's his fault. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, right? If, yes. Yes. I got yelled at for working out more consistently now, and I'm getting yelled at for other stuff. Okay. <laughs> Damn so, you for being sexy. <laughs> so folks, if you're just, Anyway, moving if, on. Yeah, if you're just joining us, you notice that everyone is looking at the camera except Foxy Foxy is because she's in her own world now, trying to remember what she was supposed to remember whenever she was supposed to remember. So Go ahead, Damien. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, to kind of, honestly, though it's only still a rumor and speculation right now, it would honestly be no surprise to anybody. Um, uh, the next Netflix is working on the uh, Adams Family series, and apparently, there's rumors that they want Christina Ricci as the role of Morticia Adams. Say no more. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, that's really not surprise to anybody i'm on board for that i love christina ricci and i like that i think she's a fantastic actress and i mean and that's definitely one way to get like you know the raul julia fans of of, of series of movies back into it is having her take on the role of morticia i think it'd be great so i'm uh, definitely uh, hoping that's be true i just want to add on um because this past was it this past October or last October? It might have been this past October. So they re they finally released both of the movies. I say both. We're ignoring the third one. Um, <laughs> sorry, I love Tim Curry. We're going to ignore that one. Um, we pity Tim Curry. <laughs> yes, we're not ignoring Tim Curry. It's not his fault. Um, so I had, for some reason, a terrible memory of disliking Adam Fa Adam's family's values. I said it was mistaken. Okay. So yeah, well, we rewatched it. I'm like, this is great. Why did I hate this? I don't know what it was, but I, I hadn't seen it since it like came out and I'm like, I don't like this. I went back and watched it. I'm like, 
this is fantastic. I don't know what my problem was. Um, those two movies are absolutely phenomenal on all facets. Every yeah, angle, perfect adaptations of the Adams family. Well, but uh, I would honestly like because we, she and I sat, you know, we watched a couple episodes of the black and white ones at one point, and I actually liked the movies a little bit better. Yeah, than, all respect to to, to John Aston yeah, and the original absolutely. to the original cast. I understand it's a classic. It's in the pantheon of classic 50s, 60s, 50s, 60s. I think it's early it's 60s. Like, it's like right in the in between, it's like that right in between area. Mid 60s, 65 to 69. Oh, wow. Ran that long. Yeah. All right. Great. So all respect, because it is, again, the pantheon of when somebody thinks of old television shows. Oh, yeah. The Adams Family. Um and I watched those as a kid when they were on Nick at Night, or uh, you know, the the Nick the Nickelodeon programming for adults. Yeah, um, I was watching the hell out of that. Um, those movies blow the blow the show out of the water. I'm sorry, Mister Adams. They really do. They really because do. because it's one of those weird things where when you think of Gomez Adams, I think of two people instead of like the definitive. This is who I hear in my head. I I could see both of them doing it, and the cartoon helped because that was kind of John S. Or it might have even been his voice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of helped drive that through. I just wanted to point out a funny meme I saw. I forget the actress's name, so please forgive me. Um, who's playing Wednesday? And people were apparently upset that it was a Latina actress. Forgetting that the father's name is fucking Gomez. Yeah, I saw the same. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I saw the same exact meme. But, but if you are a holdout of the Adams Family, and I've not seen that last animated movie that came out, so I won't comment on Don't. It. Don't. And there you go. And they're making a sequel. There you go. There is your answer. Don't Ignore do that, then. Pretend you didn't see it. Go back and watch the Sonnefeld movies. They're fan goddamn fantastic. Ignore the direct video one. We're going to have to like delve, deep delve why we hate that one like I immensely. Think, I, I don't think, even have to tell you. I saw the trailer and I hated it. I think, I, I think we've mentioned why. The one thing that I <laughs> will it. say that was good about the animated movie that was just released was that it was very true to all of the original comic strip artwork. The look, Very yeah, true. the look was there. Yeah, yeah, I liked the look of it, but I watched that trailer because I was down. I'm like, all right, this will be great. And I saw the trailer, and I and I don't go. I I stuck to my word. You know how I feel about people who like make a decision on a trailer. Like you saw 30 seconds, you're done. Um, I was like, I'll wait. I don't need to see it, and I'm also not going to insult it online. It's, it's it's deeper than the trailer, and it's actually. A very large thing as to why it fails and we hate it, but again, it's it's a huge month chunk of time to get into it. We got but time. Tell me, we're gonna have to jump into it sometime. All right, all right. I'm gonna write that. Yeah, down. I could like summarize it. I've been editing things lately. I could edit this <laughs> down to like three seconds. All right, go ahead. You go go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, basically, at its core, at, at its very core, the Adams family is a family that loves each other, is devoted to each other, and are proud, proud of, of who they are, who they are, being, being different. different, while accepting others for not being like them. Whereas 
that dynamic was gone from the cartoon as well as the overall family dynamic of accepting that your children are different or have other interests etc and the whole core belief of what the adams family always portrayed as the anti-americana family mm -hmm. but still hopelessly devoted was just gone especially by the the matri the, the patriarch of all things gomez yes, yes. and because he's like the main one that's always led that and that was not there and he it was like it's bad it's bad and it was like uh-uh we already left it on because the kids were watching it and kind of enjoying it and she and i just sat here like and i almost <laughs> disowned my child when he really liked it yeah yeah oh yeah so that's that. So there we go. There you go. There you go. there you go. All right. So moving on to the next tidbit. Perfect. All right. So for a while now, a lot of people have known Stephen ML uh, of Arrow fame uh, was working on a um, wrestling show called Heels, yeah. uh, which basically follows, you know, an independent prom promotion in the 80s and everything like that. And I got a fun little tidbit about that, uh, about this series at the tail end of it. Um, well, the trailer finally dropped for Stephen Amell's Heels, uh, and it'll debut um, August 15th. Amell will be betraying Jake Spade, a heel in a local independent uh, promotion, which was taken over, which he took over from his fa father. They're trying to do his legacy. And he fused with his brother. His brother um, is uh, Brayden from Grown Ups 2. Okay. And everything in that. Um, <laughs> and his brother himself is also struggling with his own personal demons outside of the ring. Uh, so it definitely looks interesting. You know, there's a lot of, you know, but, um, it's, um, again, it's going to hit a lot of like core things in terms of the Indies and everything. Like Cause the Steve Zamel, as we know, is a big wrestling fan, but he's not just like a big commercial wrestling fan. Like he's like, just loves yeah. wrestling across the board. Not going to hit everything. Um, on a side note, <laughs> on one side note, um, CM Punk does have a role in it. So he'll be starring in the series as well. And then here's the, uh, fun fact. Uh, this close, uh, Keikoa the Flying Hawaiian was actually almost in this show. Really? Uh, he was actually... Keikoa. Who? Who? Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh, I'm yeah, just Kikoa kidding. Was almost in the show because um, he was... They, they liked his look and everything like that because he had been doing, like, you know, stunt work and things like that. Uh, and they liked his look for a potential um, Native American wrestler character because, again, in the 80s, you know, everybody had yeah. the Native yeah. American sure. uh, wrestler and everything like that. They really liked his look. And the only, well, the one, one person was just like, you know, the Hawaiian tattoo thing, but the people behind it were like, well, one, the guy can wrestle Two, he's got the look and we could always use body makeup to hide it or whatever like that. Yeah. And then some, they went with some, uh, somebody higher up went with somebody else. Like it was a friend of theirs in Vegas with no wrestling experience and everything like that. And people uh -huh. behind the show tried to like sway them towards using Kikoa. They were like, yeah, but this guy's got talent, got charisma, da, 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 let's use him, but they want to go in the other way. But I also talked to Kikoa. It ain't that wrestling in a nutshell. Yeah, seriously, right? But I also told Kakoa too, I said, look at it this way. I mean, you're on the radar, because this is what happened to our friend Big Sid in terms of Gotham. I said, you're on the radar now, and if it gets picked up for multiple, for another season or something like that, they might call you back, because it wasn't until, because Sid, my, our friend Sid, who played the mutant leader in Gotham, mm -hmm. he got multiple offers, but they, it just couldn't quite fit until he finally got the mutant leader which was like a big breakthrough role for him, and he was he was the first live action version of it on the uh, on the uh, final season of Gotham. So again, okay. never say never, right? Mm -mm. All right, but yes, Heels by Stephen Amell will be hitting August fifteenth. Um, in uh, kind of a surprising news, 
Conan O'Brien uh, will be ending his late night run after 28 years uh, with an hour long finale on June 24th, of course, on TBS. It'll include a look back on the 11 year run itself on TBS. However, um, Conan has not given a date, but he has said they, they are planning to eventually reemerge uh, in HBO Max in the future. Everything's going to HBO Max. Yeah, Everything's HBO thing? Max now. Yeah. So then why are you saying you're ending it if there's going to be a return? You're not. But again, he gave no he gave no. That's like thing. that's like calling a movie the last exorcism and then you have a sequel, highly entailing that the first exorcism was obviously not the last. Yes. That's dumb. Or that's like retiring from indie wrestling four times only to keep coming back. Yeah, cactus. <laughs> and so yeah, it's everybody all ever all except Damien. <laughs> How many people have retired and come back? And retired? You're the only one. You're the only one. That's You're the only one that retired. It was like I'm out. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels only he did the one deal and that was no. it. No, he came back multiple times. But you, it's Damien, it's you and Macho Man, and that's it. Yeah, you and Macho walked away. It was like I'll see you. Even Sting was like I'm done. Oh AEW. <laughs> you really had to go there. Well, wow. The choice. It's not like they can book them underground. Who, wait, who'd she say? Who? Macho Man. Well, she that's said true. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, like, you know, uh, as someone who likes morbid jokes, it's got to have a point. The heart attack kind of stopped. And on that note, we're all going to hell and Foxy's driving. I'm already there. Yeah. yeah, true. I'm the controversial one tonight. Yes. Sorry. I was going to say, the people who run wrestling still run wrestling. We're already in hell. Yeah, right. All right, moving on. Okay. Quickly. Well, now. um, 1978's uh, Faces of Death is getting a reboot of sorts. Uh, for those uh, not privy to what Faces of Death is, uh, I'm actually going to give the hot tag to Craig here. Craig, if you can give us a nice little sum up of what Faces of Fear was for anybody that did not know what it was. Faces of Death kids faces of death sorry faces of death faces of death kids uh came out in 1978 and this was the equivalent of what the internet was like back then because in the dawn of vhs tapes when getting a vhs tape from a video store cost between 99 and 100 bucks got blood sport for 90 bucks <laughs> But this was a movie that was pretty much uh, scenes of decapitations, beheadings, mutilation, just people getting killed. Now, keep in mind, this came out when I was 12, and I still have never seen it. All I know about it is what other people have said about it, because everybody my age knows someone that saw it. I never met that person, and the people I know never met that person, but everybody claims they knew someone who saw it. We weren't, when I was old enough to, to rent videos on my own, I still wasn't allowed to get it. So this was, and this was an, an urban legend reality. Everyone talked about how bad and horrific faces of death were, but no one I know has ever truly seen it. Everyone, like I said, everyone I know knows someone who's seen it. <laughs> like Damien here. I, no, I've seen it. I've seen you it. I've seen it. Okay. I have well, then, seen it. Then you can tell us why this movie needs to be rebooted after 44 years 
And what about it? What in that movie do you think can be improved upon, or what we need to see again? What did you see? So basically, Face of Fear is like what Craig said. Um, it was labeled. It was technically labeled a snuff film when it first came out, yeah. because if it, it's it's not like a movie with a uh, with a story. It's literally like documentary style clips of different things. Uh, apparently, I did some research on it. Apparently, it was debunked that some a lot of it was faked, but just done very well to mm -hmm. so, so look real. But like, um, just to give you an idea, you see uh, someone getting the electric chair and like that, and the tape is over the eyes, and underneath you actually kind of see the pop and the blood calms down. You see somebody get the gas chamber. Uh, there's some people that visit um, an Indonesian country where uh, monkey brains is a delicacy, but it better fresh so they take the monkey they put it in a table and they go like that and they take turns hitting it on the head uh. while it's alive you know the monkey's of course freaking out and you know until it finally dies from its head being cracked and they eat the brains and everything like that it's, wait that's real or it's not real uh it, it, it's debated that some of it is faked it, but i've heard that it's all re that's what i've heard that it's all legit yeah I'm it's it, when i saw it it Look pretty damn legit. Uh, there, was guy, there was a guy who landed from a parachute too close to a swamp, and a crocodile attacks him. Nice. That I want to see. And it's really, I mean, it's it's very, 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 very brutal. It's yeah. very brutal. Again, it's not a story film. It's literally like just snippets of the most horrific things you can picture. Okay. I'm a human sacrifice is on it. Like there's, yeah. So is it wrong that I'm kind of jealous? That I've seen this because, like Craig, I would always go to like my dollar video, and it was always there in the horror section. I was always in the horror section, but no, my mom wouldn't let me get it. And then, of course, as I'm older, I still wasn't allowed to get it because the guy knew me since I was a kid, and he's like, "You're not gonna <laughs> that." So was, I always wanted mind your own business, motherfucker. <laughs> like said, Take my dollar. Like Craig said, it was almost like an urban legend, and it yeah. harkens to the movies that they put out now that are like based on true stories. People have died watching this movie. Yeah, so like, that that's fake, and it's all like yeah. Oh. So supposedly everything in 1978's Faces of Fear is real, and it. I saw it at a young age, very very. I was in grade school, and it was pretty damn legit. How the fuck did you you won't watch you <laughs> you you. You, no, you guys do not understand. You do not understand this, okay? He does not do horror movies at all. Okay. Not very well, no. Or horror games, horror anything. So okay. Just recently, playing Resident Evil Village, I had to convince them to play it because I didn't really want to, but I wanted to see it being played. I had to buy it. We had to play it in daylight. And what's the lights on? Damien. And he da watched Faces of Death. Damien, just talk for a second. Just you, Okay. You and I. You didn't want to play that game with the big tall woman with the... I no, no, I, I finished it. I finished oh, it. Okay. We played it. We finished it. Because I want her to kill me. He's not a horror person. Yeah. So, like, I had to be like, come on, I'll play with you. We'll do it as a team. And 
But we actually, yeah, I, I like doing that kind of thing because I like pain and I like suffering. Myself. After a while, I just manned up and then somebody I was getting frustrated. I was like, screw this. I'm not afraid to, you know, <laughs> like, you know what? You know what killed it for me is I saw a parody, not a parody. It's actually somebody did this in game. There's a scene where you're in this room and the lady's chasing you and he walks into the room, slaps her on the butt with a uh, fly swatter. Le- you've seen it, right? Leaves the room. And then as she walks by, hits her again, then walks underneath her, and she keeps going. And they keep going in and out. I was like, oh, well, that's it? Shit. <laughs> um, All right. Well, anyway, back this, to Faces of Death. I, I was going to say, Faces of Death is like ogrish.org. Anybody remember that website when that came out? Yes. Uh, or, uh, yeah. No, uh, what was the one you showed? Um, Celebrity Morgue. Your Celebrity Morgue was on Rotten.com. 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 Yeah, you Rotten visit- com was bad. Rotten you showed me that one, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I saw something I didn't really want And you're like, done, and you're like, I'm done. Like, okay, this is not what I came for. Why do you, yeah, yeah, Rotten.com is uh, gone, but it lives it lives on in the web archive. And every now and then you go, oh, yeah, I remember when that guy got his face blasted up. Yeah, or the, or the guy's head on the train tracks or something like that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, press for, uh, so Face <laughs> of Death. Face of Death's getting a re- reboot. In, How? I, I'm going to tell oh. you. They're, they're lining people up to be murdered, and they're going to film it in 4K. <laughs> All right. The new version uh, will revolve around a female YouTube-type content moderator. So they're going to make it a movie. It. Who's, yeah, it's, this is a movie. Uh, whose job is to weed out offensive and violent content, um, who herself is recur- uh, recovering from a serious trauma. Uh, and she stumbles across a group. <laughs> <laughs> that are basically recreating the murders from the original 1978 film. And there's your link. Okay. Well, that's stupid. So they're trying to like modernize and obviously, you know, with those little dark seedy corners of the internet, as Dan just alluded to. And Live link. And then link it over to the original 1978 what Faces of Death. This poor film trope. I will oh. say. We're going to have the trauma. The traumatic person with PTSD that went through all this stuff work as this. That doesn't happen in real life. I will say this, though. I don't think anybody will argue that you don't care if that gets rebooted. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, moving on. Um, now, in the tail end of oh, Adult boy. Swim, when a lot of the programming was still pretty cool. <gasps> pretty good. I know, know where gonna, going. I know where he's going with this. You know where this is going. Okay. So... Adult Swim has announced not one, not two, but three movies based on three of their popular programs. Those programs are Venture Brothers, which, oh, love Venture Brothers yes. so much. Yes. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes. And, of course, Metalocalypse, which is like never really had a conclusion because we got left with such a cliffhanger. And I have the synopsises. Synopsis, synopsis, synop- whatever. Not the that. plural of synopsis for all three. Please do me a favor. Yes, sir. Read the Aqua Teen one last. I will read the Aqua Thank Teen one you. last. Thank yeah. you. All right. Starting with Metalocalypse, because again, the way it ended, it was like, what the hell just happened? Well, don't tell was- me because I'm watching it right now and I have never seen the end. Not, not telling you that part. All right. The Power of Hungry Tribunal unveils their secret and deadly falcon back project as the world grows in embattling chaos and the menacing Doomstar breaches the Earth's atmosphere while the mysterious and twisted descent of a band member threatens the future of Death Clock. 
Picking up directly after the heroic rescue of Toki Wartooth, can Deathclaw choose between their egos and the greater good of the world to embark on a gauntlet of dangers that will try their very souls and finally write the song that will be their salvation? I can't take it seriously at all. <laughs> I love that. The new movie is created by Brendan Small and Tommy Pl- uh, Blancha. The movie soundtrack will be released on Water Tower Music. I, I, I. Uh, there's not a month that goes by where Kelly and I don't reference banana stickers. Mm. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not, a, not, a, not a month. Well, I All want right. a banana sticker. All right. On to number two, Venture Brothers, which is the one I'm really, really excited for because I love Venture Brothers so much. Might I just say one of my favorite episodes is the yard sale episode. <laughs> love the yard sale. <laughs> Dan's already laughing the yard sale episode. I've been gypped. That's what I think. I've been gypped. <laughs> I, I will say, ironically, the only show that made me laugh harder in the Adult Swim family is Aqua Teen. Say again? The, I said the only show that made me laugh harder than that than Venture Brothers, watching what I've watched, is Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and I've seen all of that. It's so good. Aqu- Saving Aqua Teen for life. No, I know. I was just putting over Venture Brothers as far as my personal, you know. All right. So now the movie synopsis for Venture Brothers. Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the ventures or launch them to new heights. As Hank searches for himself, Dean searches for Hank. The monarch searches for answers and a mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring their entire world crashing down on them. The Venture Brothers is created, written, and executive produced by Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. And now, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the one that Dan has been waiting for. A continuation of the hit animated series, fans will find out what happened next with Frylock, Meatwad, and Master Shake, who consider themselves crime fighters, but the truth is they never fight crime. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is created by Matt what I don't know how to say his last name. Matt from Matt that guy, uh, Dave Willis, and follows the strange everyday lives of three human-sized food products living in New Jersey. Okay, so this is one of my, if not favorite, cartoon that's ever been that's ever existed. Is Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Um, I saw that movie seven times in the theater. Seven, and I know it's ridiculous to say that because who, the, why? From has everybody in this room seen this movie, the original one? I don't think I have. I can't. I can't say when I want to say them because the from the from the word go, I laughed so hard I couldn't see in front of me. Seven times, because the first time I saw it, I laughed so hard I couldn't see or hear what was going on seconds after punchline. Uh, there is a an amazing bit at the beginning of this where they you think you're watching an intro to the movie theater, and it turns into an absolute clusterfuck uh, starring the band Mastodon. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Uh, Craig, I'll, I'll send you guys the intro to that movie later, because that doesn't spoil anything. But they should put this at the beginning of every movie. <laughs> I will if you if I see you videotaping this movie, Satan will rain down hot acid at your body and turn your testicles into snakes. That's a line from the song. Um, but we're halfway through the movie, and all of a sudden, in the air tonight starts playing, Uh-oh. and they reference it continuously 
throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's just stopping it before you get to the guitar s- string. Yeah. And then it's got, in my opinion, while we're on the com- uh, on the subject of great drummers, Phil Collins, mm. the greatest Neil Peart cameo in the world, uh, in the history of Neil Peart. And I can say that now because unfortunately he has passed the best Neil Peart ca- uh, cameo. Period. And it's <laughs> under 90 minutes. Please find a way somehow to watch that movie. I'll host a viewing party on Zoom. <laughs> I will watch that movie a thousand times. And the reason why it was so damn popular and so profitable for Adult Swim is because it was it cost $700,000 to make and it made $7 million. <laughs> Talk about making your money back. Yeah. Oh my god! I seven times. I didn't care. I, I went twice in a week that last week because I'm like, this ain't gonna be in the theater long. Boom! I'll see you later. <laughs> and they also did the greatest prank ever. Do you guys remember the prank they did? No. Adult Swim, uh, Cartoon Network said they're gonna air the entire movie on cable for free. Oh yeah, yeah. In a little square at the bottom right of the corner. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they also did the Bob Scare Scare in Boston, which ooh, great timing. But you must see that movie. It, it's it's a dumb movie. It's stupid as hell. But I I never laughed that hard in my life. Awesome. <laughs> never. No. Get ready, Adult Swim fans. We're about to get some. Uh... New glorious movies from the glory. That was DJ. Adult. You've never seen any of these shows. Oh, DJ. Oh, oh. I gotta, oh. My, heart, my heart, man. You gotta, you gotta see and, at least one of these. And and they're not that. They're only like fifteen minute shorts. They're literally. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. There's seven seasons of Aqua Teen Hunger Force that happened over ten years, and they're only twelve minutes each episode. Boom, yeah, literally. Venture Brothers is 12 Metalocals are only like 12 minutes. Yeah, they're great. But they, they, they pack so much into this 12 minutes. So I, it's so I, good. I've never, I, I don't know how they do it and how, like, we're watching seven years later. Like, this is still f- really fucking funny. And it's still funnier than 99% of the shit that they have on there now. It's, well, yeah, well, that's why they're bringing them back. Because I'll put on Adult Swim and I'm like, man. Yeah. The only Man. show that did anything for me was the show in hell. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, you know what I'm? Not not it's not Lucy Daughter of the Devil, right? No, no, Lucy it's Daughter of the Devil was kind of good too. I like that one. I'll have to look it up to remember the name, but that's the only one I was like, this is actually really funny. But the rest of it, I'm like, you fuck out of Your pretty face going to hell. That's it. That's the name of the show. I love that show. I I, I watched like, two hours of it straight like, once. It was like Office Space in Hell. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I was dying. I was like, this is actually really funny. Uh, there was that super prison show. I thought that was horrible. I'm going to say something blasphemous right now. I thought Squidbillies was stupid. You know, there was like one or two episodes yeah. where it's like, all right, that one wasn't bad, but the rest of it was. I, I all due respect to Dana Snyder, who is also Master Shake, and he plays Grandmom on that show. I get more blasphemous than you, though, honey. Go for it, please. Rick and Morty sucks. Good night, everybody. You're all fucking fired. <laughs> can, can I 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 can I
one uh, I can do you one better. I've never seen one episode. I don't know what the big deal is. I've seen five minutes and I didn't <laughs> laugh once, but everyone swears by Rick and Morty. Well, you're all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Like, when it comes to Rick and Morty, every time we put on Adult Swim, it mm-hmm. seems like we catch the same one okay. of three episodes okay. over, over, okay. and over. So, and Dan- it's like, yeah. all right. You're all fired. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Sorry. I don't well, it's kind of like that other one, like when we were still going to cons, like Adventure Time. Oh, we were like, yeah. really? I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't just... that. I, I was the same way. And then Kelly started watching. I'm like, hey, you know, this is not bad. I get it. it yeah. it's, I'm not going to sit here and watch them all. But yeah. now Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty is an acquired taste. I understand. But I, I for some reason, I'm like, yeah, all right. This this is for me. I'll, I'll watch this shit. But Rick and Morty and Adventure Time are the same. Hey, right, moving on so we can get to the news. And, yeah, it's and the same. The hold, hold on, Damien, real okay. quick. Craig, what were you saying? I was going to say, uh, no, Rick and Morty and Adventure Time are the, are the same to me. I can't say they suck because I've never seen either one of them. All I've yeah, you, you really, uh, it's an acquired taste. I, I, uh, I First of all, I don't understand how they're popular because they are an yeah, acquired taste. taste right. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. But I, I do like Rick and Morty, and shame yeah, on you. Wrong with that. <laughs> well, on to something that many people like. Lovers of the uh, original Batman the Animated Series that really uh, helped catalog, uh, uh, catapult Batman and reinvent it and everything like that. There is a new animated series coming about with Matt Reeves, Bruce Timm, and J.J. Abrams behind it. And, of course, that'll be coming to HBO Max. Of course. Um, it does look a lot like the original series, combined with literally, like, Batman's um, original comic book design, the way the cowl is and everything like mm-hmm. that, looking very much like when he first debuted and everything. And it's going to be a callback to that detective style and everything of the animated series that made it so popular and so good. You know, it's not just like, it, it's very heavy, r- deep, rich stories and everything like, like the animated series uh, did in the past. And I frankly cannot wait. It's gonna be awesome. That show's so good. That's still, I've told you the story where Kelly was like, Shut the fuck up about Batman. I'm fucking tired of hearing about Batman. Shut the fuck up. I don't fucking care. Shut up. She will watch that. Yeah. She <laughs> loves it because she's a big animation person. And she's it's one of the best shows that it ever done from voices to story to animation. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's good. So she'll watch that. So I, whenever I put on animated series, and it's I'm the good birth to go. Of Harley Quinn. It's actually the birth it's of Harley Quinn. It's literally the birth of Harley Quinn who has transcended all it has her own goddamn movie series. And it yeah. is the Harley Quinn movie series. I don't want to hear a word about Suicide Squad. I understand the other characters are awesome. I'm not saying anything bad about them. But that's Harley Quinn's series. Was it the Funko Pop thing? What, what was the Funko Pop thing? We're still on that. <laughs> they don't make any money with their own wasn't it? Right? No, it wasn't. It was like something really bad that she said. She's still harping on what we were saying at the beginning. She's still trying to figure it out this whole time. <laughs> hey, moving on. All right, so dating back to like Nerd Herders, I don't know, 1.0, 2.0, we actually have some Highlander reboot news. Oh, my After God, yeah. They're still doing that thing. You know, that, that Highlander reboot we talked about how long ago? 
at one time it was Ryan Reynolds or whatever like that. They have finally casted their lead in un- none other than um, Superman, Henry Cavill. And I'm like, okay, it's an interesting choice. So we're just going to have to wait and see. That, and that's the only detail they've given so far is they finally got a lead. So we're going to have to wait and see how long before we get more information on the Highlander reboot. Okay, moving on. Um, Amazon uh, has pretty much bought MGM Studios today for $8.5 billion. In that sale comes the entire MGM catalog. And within that catalog, Amazon will be getting the entire 007 series. Anything like that. Uh, I figured this would be a good one for Craig to chime in on and thoughts on the whole MGM catalog that Amazon has now acquired and what that means for their viewing stuff. Craig, Craig, before you go, buddy, because I, I, because this is Craig's thing, so I'm gonna let him go and interrupt. As I just want to say, uh, I was trying to think of what MGM owned, why I should care about this, and I was like, oh yeah, James Bond. That's all I can think of, because I have that latest uh, blue. I've been looking for the set forever mm-hmm. and it was the blu-ray set that had all of them up to the one that's obviously not out mm-hmm. and i found it my last year for my birthday okay. and when i tell you this is one of the best blu-ray sets ever put out together and i'm talking about if you're an uber james bond nerd it is loaded with extras loaded with special features craig and i were i've been texting back and forth i put it on pause because i switched to another box set because i have a pile this tall um like about things I didn't know um, about these movies. Cause I'm like, Holy shit. That's the rock's grandfather. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Holy shit. I forgot. Uh, uh, Kodo does two roles in that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, just things like that. And I'm thrilled because like, there's no other double O there's no other James Bond thing going on past the movies. And it always kind of bothered me, even in the new cancel culture doesn't exist, folks. So stop doing that. Even in the new culture where it's like, he's kind of a rapey dick in the first couple of <laughs> um, There's still so much you could do with that. Universe. Am I wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> Different times. Different oh, no, I don't know. I know that. I'm not saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying cancel James Bond. I'm just like some of the that first movie when Dr. No shows up and he's an Asian played by a, a white dude with yellow face. I'm like, oh, fucking here. God damn it. Um, but there's so much you could do with that with the video. Remember GoldenEye for the N64 and how that blew up? And it's piss. There's so much you could do with that franchise. And I don't even know what else MGM has, which is why I was doing this for do. Craig went. I'm so excited for this because I was like, bring me another video game. Bring me more gold. Exactly why I was tag, hot tagging it off to Craig. So yeah, Craig no, could... I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt so I didn't interrupt him in between. No, 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 no. So now, Craig, <laughs> Dan will shut up. I'll say everything that Dan just said. Uh, now, with the thing now, now, Dan is the MGM is acquiring the James Bond collection, which is very awe inspiring and a lot to be uh, thankful for. But they are also acquiring what makes me how Dan feels about James Bond. They're also acquiring all the Rocky movies oh, that are shit. also in MGM. So that's my James Bond. 
That's my my wheelhouse. So you get the entire Rocky franchise there, including the Creed film and Rocky Balboa. So that's what I'm most excited about in this in this acclamation that they all that they all got. So MGM that they're requiring not just you're requiring two of the biggest franchises in motion picture history in terms of of not just box office numbers, but iconic status. Movies that will mm-hmm. last the, the test of time when all of us are gone. Nerd Herders will still be here, but Bond and Rocky will still, and Nerd Herders will still will carry on. But that's what I'm most excited about. When I heard about the, the MGM acquisition, it was uh, everyone's bomb, but I was I was Rocky. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's huge. I mean, like you said, two literal cultural icons, mm-hmm. right? and like that, you know, to the point where like you know, 007, a lot of its terms are ingrained into our culture and stuff like that. You know, like the story of Rocky, the underdog story, is 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 you know something that's you know used to describe we're making it. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make this. We're gonna give this the Rocky treatment. Of yeah. the under, or, or that, or that's even done in wrestling. You know, we're, go, we're gonna go with the Rocky. We're gonna go with the Rocky angle. It's like you know, again, every upset in sports is called a Rocky story, or you exactly. make a, a Rocky like exactly. comeback. Go ahead, Dan. Here's where I think the bigger deal lies within the MGM properties. MGM is who has who who later bought out Orion and Cannon. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So I didn't know that. So that I was just like, that's like that's like the, uh, like Van Damme's like heyday movie. So that's like Bloodsport. It's like his entire fucking catalog. <laughs> yeah, almost his early catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look <laughs> up what else they own. Uh, Pink Panther, interesting. Pink yeah. Panther. That's right. Uh, Tomb Raider, Silence of the Lambs, Moonstruck, Poltergeist is MGM. Interesting. Um, wow. Basic Instinct. Um, 12 Angry Men. <laughs> yeah, crush. I just, whenever I think of Basic Instinct, I always, <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I think of Basic Instinct, I always that remember. Did you that, was so did you that was so good. That was good. That was really good. Whatever I think. Not, and I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I always. I, I am hey, wearing underwear. You, you know what? I'm, under, I'm wearing my uh, Laugh It Up Fun's Ball Han Solo underwear. No lie. Nice. Thanks. I was, I was insane. Were you sitting in gum when you did that? I think I couldn't tell. No, it's just, no, it is. That, there was no trickery camera trickery no, there, no, everybody. No. Um, I always think of Bill Hicks's. Um, he what he does a, a stand-up routine on Basic Instinct and how people are like it's pornography. It's right. He's like, here, let me give you my quick capsule review of Basic Instinct. Piece of shit. <laughs> 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 he goes, there's only re- one reason you go for that movie, and it isn't Michael Douglas. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right that's good. That's great. I didn't see now doing this show got me all in on uh, what MGM has, because I was like, what do they have that I care about? Oh. <laughs> oh, a lot. quite a few things. <laughs> all right. Well, we had talked about it, and it was just a smattering and a rumor. We had talked about it when it had been cast. Now we get to talk about it. Now that the pilot is being pulled and reworked. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Powerpuff Girls show that just apparently shit the bed yesterday. Oh. I 
See, Foxy's been going, I told you. I told you. I told you. What happened? <laughs> so basically, this thing cost millions of dollars to make for this pilot episode. Millions. Not million. Millions. And CW looked at it and went, it needs to be reworked. <laughs> All of it. Uh, what was cited in it was one, um, aged jokes. Like, like age, like just not age joke, but just like the, the material was just too age. Number one, uh, number two, like the development of the characters, you know, like they're, they're all full of angst and anger because their childhoods were taken away from, from crime fighting, which is okay. That might be kind of interesting, maybe, but then it was like, also it made like one of them, like very, you know, promiscuous, so to speak, and then like that. And all that, and, people, and so like CW was like yeah, near, and apparently the um, for those that are interested, they the the script for um the pilot episode did come out online uh, online yesterday. Uh, uh, we actually do have a link to it on the Nerd Herders rebooted page, and it is confirmed. It is not a fake. This is the real script. Interesting. So by all means, yeah. So Power Coast Girls has been. Shelled indefinitely. It's been pulled for the premiering soon list, and uh, it's just going back to being reworked. I was really looking forward to this because that Animaniacs reboot uh, came out last year, and I enjoyed, oh, so I enjoyed the hell out of that. I had one complaint about that show. One. One single solitary complaint. Why all of a sudden are they pronouncing it Animaniacs instead of Animaniacs in the song? Yeah, I know. I, That's I, the I only thing that bothered me, and it's a legit apples and oranges. Yeah, oh, I know. I, thing. I meant, I meant it sarcastically. It was exactly. like, why are they saying Annie Maniac? Shut up! But no, the show. I thought from start to finish, it was, it was fine. It has the same feel and all that stuff. Yeah, it's all there. And in the last news tidbit, I saved this one last for Miss Foxy Foxy because this is something that she's relatively gonna like. And it's been a while since I've liked anything. Since you've liked many things. <laughs> All right. I'm dead inside. <laughs> Elvira is Whoa. teaming up with Vincent Price in a new comic book series. Oh. For the, ah, she has a touch of comic ah, she, she comes alive. He said, uh, oh, my. He said, oh. <laughs> hey, we all know he's dead, right? The two titans of terror and comedy unite in a comics for the first time as Dynamite Entertainment, not a bad publisher, proudly oh. presents Elvira meets Vincent Price. The ghost of Vincent Price has a mission that only the macabre maven can assist uh, him with. The apocalypse is coming, and it's heading straight to, straight to live, live streaming for binge watching. <laughs> Leave it to a fabled lost film to save the day. If only our horror hostess and spectral companion can find it in time. Nice, sign me up. Yeah, I, I sign me up. Is, is there a slated release date? Um, there is no slated release. There's just a lot of uh, information on it in terms of writers who's behind it and everything like that, artists and everything. I'm only asking to see if it coincides with her book because Elvira's memoir is actually coming out in October of mm -hmm. this year. Mm. Well, all right. So I'll read off. Uh, well, writer David uh, Avalon, Betty Page, Drawing Blood, returns to capture. Uh-oh. History and love of old Hollywood and film to bring Vincent Price along for the ride this time. With over three years and countless issues of experience working right alongside Elvira herself and putting words in her mouth, fans will be happy to see the return. 
This time he joins for the first. He's joined for the first time by artist Juan Semu of Black Panther and Transformers. Uh, the cast is rounded out by returning colorist Walter Pariah and letterer Taylor Esposito. Though this new history-making crossover is perfect to jump right into for Elvira newcomers, Dynamite has released several graphic novels for fans to dive deeper into the hostess with monster adventures. Elvira loves to show off, and though you can't judge a book by its cover, we make them extra pretty. <laughs> oh, I'm going to probably collect all the covers. Longtime Elvira artist Dave Acosta returns for one, uh, as does fan-favorite pinup artist John Royal, as well as ones by Juan Samu, and of course, a stunning photo of the lady herself, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Okay, I would love to like recast the the cover artists right now. Thank you to like J. Scott Campbell, to Ralph Tedesco, and to this other one named Elias that did every Xenoscope comic known to man, and it would be ten times better. I wouldn't mind seeing Jim Lee do a cover. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is your nerd news for the month. Damn. There you I, go. I will. I thank you, uh, lady. Uh, I will wear something nice. Uh, f wait, actually. Mm. Thank you, bitch. Uh, the, critic was, <laughs> the critic was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. And fuck him for canceling it twice. Anyway, I'll never get over that. It stinks. It, it stinks. It doesn't it. stink. That's the thing. It's what Family Guy is now, but was better. A little more clever. It was I, before his time. That was yeah, the problem. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, way before. A lot of stuff was before his time. Critic was before his time. It, it, the critic came out at a time in the '90s where there were so many shows about shows, like Home Improvement was a show about a show. A show full yeah. Time. Murphy Brown was a show about a show. Even like even the the Tom Arnold show, the Jackie Thomas show, was a show that's about a show. Right. The Larry was Sanders a show was a show uh, was about it, uh, a show. News radio was a news, news radio, radio, radio yeah. with a show about yeah the Larry Sanders yeah Larry Sanders show with a show about a show yeah so it, it was just another in the long and not that and all those shows I talked about were huge and they yeah. did great so the critics should have had a just as long a shelf life of all those other shows that I mentioned except the Tom Arnold show that that <laughs> fuck yeah. that show <laughs> yeah that's uh, there's not a uh, there's not a day that goes by that I don't reference the boss in that show Duke Phillips. Yeah, the, the the Ted Turner guy on that show, where I will not quote Charles Napier from that animated show, twenty five goddamn years later, because my <laughs> god, it was so, it's so funny. Are you hearing the lightning, lightning and thunder? I saw you both look up. Yeah, I oh, guess, yeah, I got it here too. Yeah, um, yeah, we're all getting panicked. Anyway, go so, ahead. Before you, go, um, go ahead. So we're we're we've come to um the uh the main event, the money shot of today's. Uh, episode of this month's episode of Nerd Herders. Uh, when last we left Nerd Herders, we were discussing video games turned into movies, and who had the best and who had the worst. There's a whole, not a whole and lot it, to and choose that from. Alone got a little heated. And that alone <laughs> yeah. got a little heated because, as we know, as a whole, as much as all four of us love video games, when they turn the our favorite video games or some of the greatest video games into movies, they are met often with mixed results. Not a lot of box office success, not a lot of even really good films. So we are here to discuss our three favorite video games that were turned into movies. And since you started this off, Damien, and since 
you were the one that that instigated all the heatedness that occurred a month ago right now. Why don't you start us off with your number three video? All right, uh, okay, I'll, I'll start us off. I'll movie. start us off with number three. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to kick it off with one that very uh, few people may remember um, and anything like that. Um, as we know, there was at one point a Hitman movie. Yes. It was atrocious. It was absolutely <laughs> there, there, there were they were actually two, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, we don't we don't it's yeah, never mind. Okay. Okay. And that's why I'm bringing up actually the other one which was known as Agent 47, 47 which is good. Yeah. I watched Agent 47. I well, I watched the other one. Mhm. Yeah. So did I. It's okay. <laughs> no, I mean it's not not the movie's not okay. I mean it's okay we survived. Right out the gate when that one was coming out and I saw the trailer and I remember I looked at her because I had started playing the Hitman games then and I was like, one, this is casted completely wrong already. By the trailers, this is already way off. <laughs> this is already way off just in terms of the character and how it was portrayed and acted. It was already like, this is off. This is already off. Period. But then along came a couple of years, Agent 47. And that was the one that was like, Thank you. There it is. So for my number three, I am actually picking Agent 47. Uh, the tone of the lead character, the look, the acting was there. That was Agent 47, a.k.a. the Hitman. And it was a tough, it was a tough number three, because I do have honorable mentions if we decided to do honorable mentions. It was a tough number three. But I really kept coming back to Agent 47, and I, remember, I, I liked it a lot. I love the cinematography of it. I like the lead actor who played Agent 47 and everything like that. I thought it was very, very well done and a pretty, pretty good translation of the Hitman series over to movies. So that is my number three. And nobody's debating this one. Okay. No, no. I, 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 Agent 47 kind of did what. This is not a video game movie, but Agent 47 did for Hitman, in my opinion, what Dredd did for Judge Dredd as far as comic book movies. Because Judge Dredd is an awful piece of shit. I love Sylvester Stallone for his Rocky thing and the Philly connection. Thank you very much, Sly. Awesome. Um, don't go to Mar-a-Lago, but that's another podcast for another time. You should stop doing that. Um, that was sarcasm, folks. But Hitman, first of all, I, I like Timothy Oliphant. Not in... Not in Hitman. <laughs> that was one of those movies where it's like, yeah, the heat they I was like, no. And uh, but but true to my word, even in those days, I saw that goddamn movie in theaters. And the only other time I left that angry in a movie was Transformers 4, where I was screaming on the phone to whoever I called after seeing it to yell at them about me seeing this movie alone. Um, uh, age of 47 kind of like dread not enough people saw it because that other movie kind of left a bad taste in their mouth fucking fantastic I wish I picked that for my number three now <laughs> alright Miss Foxy your video game numero tres uh, believe it or not uh, my third is the first Mortal Kombat 
Uh, really? I'm don't worry, yeah. I'm in three. Wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, again, we've mentioned how I am a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Okay. And this movie, it, <laughs> I, I don't know how to like really defend it fully, but you know, it, it gave us a scorpion. And it gave us a sub-zero and it hit certain points where you're like, fuck yeah, that was in the game. Much like the newer one did. But the the very first Mortal Kombat, again, that holds a special place in my heart. Because at the time, I felt it was as accurate as it could get. Because the lores were so all over the place and trying to get a definitive lore was impossible. So long as we had the fights and the characters, I was good to go. And to this day, I still find it a very satisfying movie to watch as well as initial video game adaptation. Uh, Well, actually, I'll save that. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, My number three is Resident Evil. I know it gets a bad rap recently because this. I, I understand that the sequels are kind of like, and I haven't seen the last two because I was also like, but I liked what they did with the first one where they kind of didn't just stick with the first video game and they kind of borrowed elements from the games that were out at the time. And they kind of went Uber with it and made Mila Jovovic a badass motherfucker. I loved that aspect of it because I was a fan of hers from the fifth element. And I was like, oh, she's not the even though she was a God creature, it was kind of a damsel in distress, even though she could kill everybody. It was still a character trying to figure herself out. And at the end, she figured herself out. This is completely like, oh, fuck, no. And when I think of Resident Evil, that's what I see now. I don't see blocky characters and terrible dialogue. I see Milo, uh, uh, Jovovic. Um, so I, I love that movie. Um, I saw the first three and bailed. I was like, we're good. Okay. All right. Senor uh, Craig. My number three uh, was uh, it's probably my one of my favorite. If I had to chronicle the number of hours I spent playing a video game, this might be in the two or three. Because I played it so much. When I found out it was going to be a movie, I was very excited. And I saw it in a theater. And I was incredibly disappointed. But the game got so popular that they made another movie out of it. A la Mortal Kombat. Movies that are so good. Or video games that are so popular that they'll keep... They'll do another... They'll make another swing at it. Because the, the video game is so popular. Like, you know, like like Mortal Kombat. Or, the, or Resident Evil. Uh, so I saw the uh, second one. And... It was more true to the video game than the first movie was. So I'm going to go out on a limp here. And this might be an unpopular one, Damien. But my number three favorite video game turned movie is Hitman Agent 47. Ah, you too as well. Yes, that was my. that's why I didn't debate you because it was my number three as well. Now, Rupert Friend is no Timothy Oliphant. And in this case, it's a good thing because <laughs> Rupert Friend yeah. 
yeah, was definitely. more of a hitman. More of this, and I, I mean, I look at video games to the movies. I look at how how much of it is like the video game itself. The only thing that the first Hitman was like was showing Timothy Oliphant with a bald head walking down a hallway with red carpet. That's that was it. it. That, that was, was it. it. That was it. <laughs> it's the only thing that was anything like the video game. I love Timothy Oliphantastic, but he's, my he's, God. Yeah. he's. We have to address the Oliphant in the room. <laughs> how much we, we love him. <laughs> he was... He he auditioned for Iron Man. Yeah. And Favreau, Favreau loved him. Uh, um, and uh, yeah. he he's he's got that look, you know. And he, he the guy's always going to have a job because a he's damn good looking. He's a damn good actor. He's but, great in Die Hard Four. He's a great villain. Yeah. And if you ever seen the girl next door character. Yeah. If you ever seen the girl next door. That's right. That's right. He's the lead. Yeah. He's the other lead in that. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's great in Catch a Release. Yeah. Is with, it catch uh, release? Yeah, with Kevin Smith, yes. Yes, yeah, it is. Jennifer, yeah. And, and great Jennifer movie. Garner. Yeah, yes. Jennifer, he's great in it. Timothy Oliphant can do no wrong except when he except said for yes, what he I said, will be Hitman. Yes. Except for when he was Agent 47. Yeah. Like, he's not talking like role. that at all. <laughs> yes. But yes, but my number three is Hitman Agent 47. The he second, looked over your shoulder. He cheated. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anything. I'll just look down on Damien's paper. I think, oh. Uh, yes, so uh, that would be that would be my number three. Number two, Mr. Dragon. All right, uh, here's the one that might cause a little controversy. So keep an eye on the boards or whatever. I Guaranteed. could be wrong. Guaranteed, mine beat you. All right, so um, this one at times has been deemed abysmal and horrible. Uh oh, and all that stuff, but. There was a saving grace to it that eventually made this movie beloved as one of those um, so bad that it's good movies. <laughs> For my number two, Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter. Oh, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I have two words for you. Raul oh, Julia. <laughs> Out of all the times we've been... And we've been about and like a, as like a saint all night, and you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've and we've mentioned this through the years of Nerd Herders from this from Nerd Herders rebooted all the way to the beginning. We have mentioned this movie multiple times and how Raul Julia just was being super over the top. Raul Julia had the most incredible lines in it. He really did. I like this. He goes for you the day Bison walked into the village. Was most- do you guys like, know why he did the movie? He was, well, I know he was sick. And... No, no, no. He did the movie because his kids wanted him to do the movie. Yeah. That's why he did it. And he was but sick he... and he was dying as he filmed, as he was filming it. But he still steals a goddamn show. Oh, and it's was... hard to do with John Claude Van Damme. I know. And that was, the, that was the funny thing, too. Like, you know, okay, Van Damme was like at the peak of popularity and everything like that. And, and so we're going to cast him as the all American soldier. That's yeah. a good, that's good a good job right there, you know. But even like Van Dam had his moments too, like you know when he tells him like to clear out the room, and Van Dam looks, he goes, <laughs> he's like you know daring But Raul Julia had like the best lines in it. And he goes like you know, and it's just like, for me, it was Tuesday. My number two, which I actually get very specific on. Oh boy, because there's multiple movies in the franchise. My uh-uh. favorite, my 
favorite video game movie is Resident Evil 2. Uh, while I did enjoy the first one, there were a lot of elements about the second one that I enjoyed way more. Like Jill Valentine. How, while inconvenient, they were very accurate with the portrayal and her the apparel of the character in the video game. Um, I liked... A lot of people don't, but uh, I liked the comic relief in the movie as well because it's, it's such a dark toned movie and you need a little levity here and there and a reminder that it's a video game movie. Um, and then, of course, there's the other part that I absolutely love of that movie that a lot of people hate, and that is the character of Nemesis. Nemesis. I love have a tiny little nemesis plush in my house i have the nemesis funko pop when the nemesis looked at mila i wanted them to have little nemesis babies and <laughs> I, I said when i walked out the movie theater he's so good looking look at this face how do you hate this face easy <laughs> really easy. <How? laughs> and this is just a small glimpse into what goes on in my mind mm. that i wanted nemesis babies hold on tell me more <laughs> you want but, tiny nem yeah. you want tiny nemesi? Yes, tiny little nemesi. They would have been adorable. We named them squishy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dan and I actually have a whole like Resident Evil thing that we did want to discuss after all of this. After all this we'll discuss but, we're gonna get into that. We wanted yeah. to see how Resident Evil fared. Because we actually did a little research on this whole Resident Evil thing. Really? But yeah, Resident Evil 2 is my number two. All right, Dan. Mortal Kombat. Which one? The original Mortal Kombat is my number two. Uh, I Past all of its flaws and, and fallacies, uh, I still like that movie very much. And we've talked about the fallacies and, and and the and the and the bad parts before but all in all it's still a good when Sonya Blade breaks Kano's neck I'll give you a break okay snap I still like yes <laughs> when uh as she oh, I was like oh she killed him Come on. <laughs> three is a better spot Wait, what's three? Oh, Resident Evil 3 is better. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, yeah, uh, as uh, GM Spectre mentioned, uh, we got Johnny Cage punching Goro in the balls. That was like, great. Everything that the, move, that the game was at that point was on screen. And I think Kane, the actors for Kano, Johnny Cage alone make that movie a good movie. It's not even a good bad movie. I'm saving that for number one. <laughs> I think I know what your number one is. Yeah, probably. Yes, the industrial techno electronica <laughs> soundtrack is also it ages poorly, but god damn it, I love that movie. Craig, oh, go yeah. before we leave you again. Well, my number two, Daniel, hmm. uh, is a video game that uh, was so popular that they did it again. And this was a video game movie that I enjoyed because I enjoyed the movie because this was a movie 
of a video game that I've never played. And that movie is my number two. And the only reason it's number two is because I never played this game, but I enjoyed this movie based on this game and based on what I knew about the game. So my number two is also Mortal Kombat from 2021. The one that that just aired a month ago. Uh Twist. Wow, that's twist. You liked it then. I did. Yeah. I did indeed, and I like the video game. Uh, the what, what I do know of the video game, um, it the finish him and you know flawless victory. I know if I watched that in a full theater, the place would have gone nuts. And that's why I love movies like that. That ones that can connect to an audience. Obviously, the movie was, has a built-in audience to it. So when you, even if it's shamelessly pandering to that video game crowd to have flawless victory said in a Mortal Kombat movie that's what makes the movie so I enjoyed Mortal Kombat for a movie based on a video game that I never played so Mortal Kombat 2021 edition is my number two wow alright alright okay everybody's number one's next <laughs> alright number one it's going to be partially debatable, I guess. <laughs> uh, my number one, uh, and again, I have honorable mentions if we want to toss in honorable mentions later, but my number one is the Resident Evil franchise. The whole thing? Okay, yes, one and two. One and two were definitely like, you know, leagues above, but I like the franchise as a whole, and I, I thought they were entertaining. And again, there was, we'll get into that in a little bit, like stuff that I want to delve into what we the research that we did on and everything. But yeah, I mean, I like the Resident Evil franchise. I thought it was entertaining and anything like that. Uh, to, the, for me, the weakest one was Extinc- Extinction. I didn't feel too much. But other than that, I mean, I enjoyed them. You were all in. I was all in. I just didn't. Extinction to me, for me, was like the weakest one. But other than that, I liked it. All right. Okay. Go uh, okay. All right, now. I, I got to say, before I do my number one, that I didn't have a whole lot to go by when it came to this. Because there are video games that I've played that I haven't seen the movie to, like Assassin's Creed. So I can't judge. Right. And then there are video game movies I've seen that I still have yet to play, like Silent Hill. I can't judge yet. So my, my list was relatively small, and I refused to put Angry Birds on there because those movies are horrendous. Um, I didn't like Angry Birds 2, okay? Sorry. You say one was fine. I really enjoyed the hell out of that, man. It was okay. It was fine. So, my number one is the somewhat controversial Street Fighter. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) As someone who knew nothing at all about Street Fighter, the video game, except for punching and kicking, mm-hmm. you know, and what some characters look like, I felt at that time, holy shit, this one is so accurate. I know each character. I know how- That was enough. I know the characters. Yes, okay. I, 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 I know that guy. this is Tyson. I, I know that this is, uh, you know, Sagat and everything. Cool. I'm down, you know. Of course, later on, I realized, shit, this is, this is, this is not <laughs> at all. But 
once knowing about the game, it wasn't enough to make me hate the movie because it was stupid fun. And again, the first thing that gets you is instant recognizable characters, you know, kind of like Mortal Kombat, you know, you're Scorpion and you know, you know, you're Sub-Zero, but Street Fighter had every single character from its game thrown at you. You know, even Blanca towards the very end. So, wh- whereas, you know, Mortal Kombat, you're like, all right, we got some of the main guys, but where's this person? And where's this person? And where's this person? There was still a lot left to wonder. So, Street Fighter was the number one. And I know lines of that movie by heart. It's game over. And again, round two. It all comes Fight. down to round two. Well, and mind you, his his chariot that he rides at the top of the world was the video game stick and buttons from the the cabinet. Okay. Wow. There we go. Uh, well, I'm gonna you know trans- what? Oh, go ahead, Craig. Um, because Dan, you set it up so eloquently all today, and because you've already laid the groundwork, how your number one is going to cause a ripple effect that will go throughout. Uh, the uh, known pop culture landscape. So I'll go number one. It's a simple number one because I'm going to go. My number two was a, a movie my from a video game that I never played. And my number one was a movie that came out while I was playing the video game. So I had a renewed interest in this and a, a, a stake in that. And so when I saw this movie, based on the video game I was already playing, I was just absolutely blown away. The cinematography, the stunts, the action, and this particular video game has had a movie three has had three movies done on it. Okay, three movies done on it. Mm-hmm. Not unlike other movies that we talked about, but this movie is not Resident Evil. My number one favorite movie based on a video game was the most recent Tomb Raider. That I will stick that as my honorable. I will put that in as my honorable mention because I thought that movie was fantastic. I was playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider when I saw this movie, and the the opening sequence with the boat, um, the jumping off the the the, the stunts, the running through the jungle. It's not like Timothy Oliphant walking down a hallway, which was the only thing in Hitman. Her running through the jungle was right from the video game. Yeah. From the way it was shot in the back, or from the back, and we saw her running. Nothing against Angelina Jolie, who did a yeoman-like work in her first two Tomb Raiders, but Alicia Vikander is my Laura Croft, just like Ben Affleck is my Batman. Tomb Raider is my favorite video game turned movie. Uh, before I go to my number one, uh, Rated Drew said, it's Drew! And he said, hi, I don't... Just wanted Hi. to throw that out there. Hi, Drew. Hi, Drew. Hi, Drew. It's true. We know. Hey, I'm Drew. <laughs> I figured it's it was for true. the for the for the uh, Mister and Mrs. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Tomb Raider's fantastic. And for those Tomb Raider fans, I just started playing that entire reboot series Monday nights on this stream. Tune in eight awesome. o'clock on Monday nights. I never played these before, and I'm playing through them right now for the first time. Excellent. My number one. Surprise to no one. Product placement. Yep, I knew it. I knew that that was going to be. My number one 
is a movie that everybody hates. You're all wrong. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Blow me. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I totally understand why you hate this movie. Uh, my number one of the Super Mario Brothers movie. I, it, I, I cannot tell you how many times I rented that movie in a row on the weekend to watch it and binge watch that movie. I know it's a festering piece of garbage. I know that the actors were drunk on set, but it's Bob Hoskins and John Lake Wazamo. And Dennis Hopper chewing scenery uh, via Raul Julia and Street Fighter. It's got good gags. It's got nothing to do with the video games. I don't care. They defeat Bowser Koopa with a scope from the Super Nintendo. What's your fucking problem? It's a great movie. I'm sorry. Dennis Hopper alone steals that movie for me. I love that movie. I'm not ashamed of saying that. It is cyberpunk before cyberpunk was in a movie. Yeah. It, 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 it was way ahead of its time. I'll say it. Is it groundbreaking? No, not really. But I can argue that that movie was way ahead of its time. And there is a whole gaggle of fans that are coming up that, yeah, I know, DJ, I, 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 I know I'm terrible. I know I'm a terrible person. I, I don't. Uh, no, I am totally terrible. I, but uh, rated Drew for the follow. Thank you. See, I got a follow out of that. Um, <laughs> Not because of the, not because of the host. It's because of me. Um, I I un I understand why people hate the movie. All kidding aside, I get it. You know, I know. I love that movie to death. And what kills me more about it is, is I can't see it in HD. They released a Blu-ray in the UK with a documentary and all kinds of stuff that hasn't been seen in thirty years. And they have not released it in the States yet. Wow. And I need somebody to arrow. Come on. Please buy, get the rights and release that. I think it's a fantastic movie. I, uh, I, so the plot doesn't make much sense. It's got nothing to do with the mushroom kingdom. And I don't care. Uh, it's blade runner part two before blade runner two came out. <laughs> it's, like, it is, it's fun. Like, it is fun. I, I, watched it like crazy when it came out too i sat there as a kid and i'm like okay this isn't mario but like I yeah i don't care <laughs> fun like i still love the i love the goombas till this day you know what as long if we got rid of mocho dixon it would be a perfect movie <laughs> he plays but toad he, by the way but and, and like, yeah I put that movie in the it was before its time category because if it wasn't made then as a movie, you know damn well somebody would have thought about it and made it into a fan film. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. A loose interpretation of Mario or Dark Mario. You know I mean, somebody would have created Lord it. Is a bunch of them. There's a bunch of yeah, them. Yeah. It would have been yeah. created one way or another. I I am a there's a there's an account that follow we follow each other. It's SMB movie, and they're trying to raise the funds to get the rights to release it in the states. Uh, and they found a bunch of deleted scenes and stuff that even the Blu-ray in the UK doesn't have. Wow! And I, that 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 movie is better than it's not a Super Mario Brothers movie. There you go. It's just a cyberpunk. It's a weird cyberpunk dystopian movie that's it boom you're done over and plus Roxette 
damn it. God you damn it. Led with, you could have led with that. And I yes. wouldn't understand. Roxette and walk the dinosaur. The game yeah, is over, yeah. folks. That's my number okay. one. Super Mario Brothers, not as controversial yeah. as I thought, but I, honest to God, that's not me. Because you, you've to... led us to this point during our entire existence of Rebooted. You've I, led us to this point. I, I, honest to God, no joke. This is not me for attention. I love that movie to death, and I take the insults that come with it because ah. I love that movie. What happened? You're still here. Oh, is he? <laughs> no, I guess he's not. We lost um Okay, well, cleaning sleep for a uh, second. Uh, honorable mentions, really quick for me. I'll uh, toss out my honorable mentions. Uh, Rampage. I had, I thought it was just a really good. That was a good movie. That was a good movie, uh, and I like that. Um, Matt Detective, said that one. Matt Kishiev, right? Who's on here all the time? He said Rampage. Uh, Detective Pikachu. I mean, because like, come on, they just did an amazing job with that one, dude. Okay. I still haven't seen it, but somebody spoiled it for me. If that's not the sweetest goddamn thing I've ever heard. That I started crying reading that. Somebody spoiled it, not on purpose, but they said what it what, what happens. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> I was like, Yeah, man. That sucks. And, and I remember my number one that uh my lovely wife was privy to having to Sit through with me one night. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry again. It, it, like, it, it's like it's my Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, you, it's it's so bad, but it's also like I sit here and I watch it with a smile. <laughs> I can't help it. The Double Dragon movie with Alyssa Milano and Mark Dacascos and everything like that. I just I can't help it. It's 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 like what's a to be fair it's a guilty pleasure. To be fair, he'd probably still watch it exactly like that, even if it wasn't Double Dragon, simply because of Alyssa Milano. Granted, <laughs> which is the first reason why I watched it. I mean, Grant, I plopped a lot of quarters into Double Dragon, but they cast Alyssa Milano, and I was like, and oh. <laughs> I, I plopped a lot more quarters into Alyssa Milano. Yeah. And they even, you know, they even had to throw the cheap line, "Who's the boss now?" Like to her, like when the, she's fighting the the, the, the the one of the female villains, and she goes, "Who's the boss uh, now?" True Jones with the honorable. Uh, you know what, True? Now I wish I put that as number three. The Doom movie with The Rock. Oh yeah, that movie was fine. That was a good horror movie. I thought. I thought, and they even threw in. I thought they shoehorned in the first person scene perfectly. I'll enjoy yeah. the hell out of that movie. I enjoy the hell out of that because they're like, The Rock, The Rock, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he's gone. Just to catch Craig up really quick, I tossed out my uh, honorable mentions. I said uh, Rampage with The Rock, which is a pretty good movie. Yes. Detective Pikachu, because the movie's freaking adorable as all hell and hits you all over the feels on, on top of cuteness. And my number one... Which is, uh, it falls into the Dan Calachico uh, Mario Brothers level. It might even be worse than Mario Brothers. It's worse. Air, which is um, the Double Dragon movie with okay. Alyssa Milano and Mark Dacascos. I'm, I'm so glad nobody here mentioned the Dead or Alive movies with Kevin Nash. Oh, I have that on DVD in, my, in the man cave. Do you, I, need, I need to watch it because I've not seen it and I want to see it with Kevin Nash, goddammit. 
All right. Well, when you finally come over, I have it on DVD in the man cave. I like how they added uh, Shogu, Robert Patrick, for the movie into the Neo Geo Donald Dragon fighting game. That's right. Uh, Craig Lagans, while with your limited uh, Philadelphia internet connection tonight, do you have any honorable mentions, sir? Uh, no, I do not. But I wanted to point out that uh, you mentioned Rampage and uh, Detective Pikachu. Uh, they, along with Sonic the Hedgehog movie, they just are the highest-grossing video game movies of all time. And they just announced Sonic Two for yeah. uh, April of next year on the 30th anniversary of. Uh, this past week, they actually announced the Sonic 2. And but of course, you know, 2 has the tail. But before those three broke the record, you know what movie held the record? What was the highest grossing video game uh, turned into a movie? At 300 million worldwide gross? Warcraft. Warcraft was good. I watched that. The, kid, the kids wanted to see it, and we watched it. It was, it was good. Yeah, I, I think Warcraft came out ten years too late. Yeah, I think that only yeah, they should have struck when the iron was way hotter. Yeah, the only thing that movie suffers from is uh, it came out when it did, and not six, seven years before that. That's the only mm-hmm. problem. I, it's a fine movie. It, 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 it it's gorgeous. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, the story's fine. I mean, you know, it's not like you have to follow. A lot of lore because everybody else's everybody's Warcraft um, experience uh, experience is different. So it's like you kind of get you kind of technically get free reign past what the characters are and what you know races and and different yeah, beings. Unfortunately, that's that is what halted the because I remember uh, Mass Effect was supposed to get made into a movie, but also that's what halted it because they were trying to get the video game writer to do. The movie, and he was like, "The problem is that one, everybody's experiences are so are so broad in between. Do we use male shepherd? Do we use female shepherd? You know, it was like a whole like big controversy thing. But again, Warcraft is that's just your own individual play, and you can run from there. I thought Warcraft was great. True, uh, True says they should name Warcraft EverQuest. <laughs> what was that? And also, like to point out, I point this out every time we talk about Super Mario Brothers, Dan, Dan's favorite video game turned into movie, uh, and you mentioned the great John Leguizamo in the cast. Uh, it always bears repeating, he turned down the part in Philadelphia to do Super Mario Brothers. Okay? That's how much, because, because he specifically said this many times, he wanted to work with Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. He leaked at the chance, so he turned down Philadelphia, which made a star out of Antonio Banderas, and he had a chance to play Tom Hanks' boyfriend because to work with the great. Hopkins. I mean, he's okay. <laughs> it <laughs> he's turned right. out fine, you he's know. A, it turned out. Yeah. They, uh, uh, what does he regret more, that or what's the character's name from Spawn? I can never remember the uh, damn. Michael J. White. No, no, the character that like Osama plays. Oh, Oh, violator. Oh, 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 violator. Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays violator. What does he hate more, that or violator? <laughs> because they both, they both were pan. And I thought both were fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with either movie. No, um, I, I know this is not a, a video game movie, um, but I just, because we're nerd herders and we're talking about this, you know what movie really holds up really well that I didn't expect? The Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. You know that's his favorite movie, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, I understand why. Because every time I'm like to watch, ooh, almost saw Damien's Dragon. Um, <laughs> the, 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 every time I watch it, I'm like, this is not as good as I remember it. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's fucking great. If you've not seen it, go ahead, David. Right, no, no, go finish your, finish your thing. So have your thing. She and I had that thing we were going to go about. So no, that's it. Thing. Go, dude. That was it. Right. I just wanted to sidebar real quick. All right. So again, uh, we wanted to bring this up because we had literally researched this over the course of the last, after doing like Resi- playing Resident Evil Village, we wanted to like look deep delve deep delve in how it all connected. And we wound up literally watching a two hour and 15 minute, <laughs> minute thing that linked the first one all the way to where we're at, excluding Operation Raccoon City because it's kind of a spinoff game and everything like that. And um, you want to take the lead on this because you were really good at this. Yeah. All right. So as we've mentioned, the Resident Evil series gets a lot of flack. A lot. As a movie by the fans of the video game. And of course, you know, having played Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 back, in the day, I couldn't remember shit for shit, but I thought they were fine movies. I'm like, what's the problem? And watching the two-hour video and really re-watching some of these games, the hate these movies get is so unwarranted that it is insane. Because at least for one and two, they took elements from Resident Evil 0 and 1 and a little bit of 2 to get that first movie, as well as the second movie. And they were all key points, key names, key events and moments and little things here and there to smush them into those two movies instead of, like, God knows how many hours of gameplay. And, yes, there were certain liberties taken. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm in order to make it a functioning movie. And it just made no sense to me where the hate came from, because at the end of the day, with the exception of the lack of horror and jump scares. Oh, (laughs) shut up. Go play the video game then. the, The movies were relatively on point like they even bitched about like because when we watched like an opposing video that said why and he, like the guy bitched about the music and it was like it was the 90s industrial metal was like the thing and it sold the other thing too like i was telling her was at that time you were how many adults were playing video games and running to theaters to see video game movies they were still technically marketing to a younger audience, you know, older teens and everything like that. So, so they can go back into the yes, video game library. Because they actually had um, they had a script by Romero. Yeah. yeah. They had a script by Romero. And when they read through it, they said, this is a fantastic script. The problem is this is going to be NC-17 if we do this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, Fair enough. They said it's going to be NC because they said the, it was it was loyal. It started off in the mansion, everything like he it was everything the video games were, but they were like this is way too much. So and again, this was at a time where video games weren't played across the board from ages young till whatever. We're talking about a time where video gamers was a very it was hitting a lull too. It was hitting a lull. Were hitting a lull. The biggest thing at the time was like Vice City. Yeah, it was very small. 
and everything like that. So they still had to make it marketable to a very much smaller audience uh, and everything like that while keeping it cool. So, yeah, that's why the music wasn't exactly what the video games were. It's like, okay, Manson was big at that time. Slipknot was big at that time. That industrial town was that sound was that big at that time. It, so they go had it goes to what I said earlier. And Foxy, I know you saw it because you liked the tweet about we we have got to pass the we got to evolve past this nitpicking shit mm -hmm. because nobody enjoys anything anymore. It's all about I must tell you how I feel about this. I am a critic. Nobody's paying you. Shut the fuck up. Um, and on a, on a and on a serious note, it's like. If you directly translate, and this is why Mario Brothers is my number one. You really want to see that movie? I mean, really? Past an animated movie? You want to? No, no, it wouldn't work. I'm sure now they will figure out a way to have it work because they're going to do it. It's crossed over days and confused, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. But it's like, no, not everything is going to be exactly like it is on paper. These people that would nitpick the DC and Marvel movies. I know DC makes inferior movies. Trust me, I've been told by 400 people. I know I suck for liking them. Fine. Um, that they needed exactly like the book. So you needed exactly like the last 70, 80 years of fucking story for you to be happy. <laughs> Get No, no. That Resident Evil movie... The first, again, I haven't seen it, but now talking to you guys, I might finish the series. Um, and that's just my own, just ADD, like, yeah, yeah. I'll see it later. It's not because I was like, fuck him, I'm not going to see him. I just was like, I'll, I'm just interested. I'll look at it some other time. You cannot directly translate. You really want the first movie, like that first video game with its horrible voice acting and its crappy look? At the time, that was groundbreaking. By the time that movie came out, we'd already leapt three generations ahead of how that game looked. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to go industrial uh, metal because that's what that's what sold. And every movie, go to the first Iron Man movie. This is in 2008 still, and it's the same kind of soundtrack. It's orchestral backed with industrial metal. It's the same thing. And that movie is heralded as a classic. I love Iron Man, but you're comparing apples and apples here at this point with movie making styles. You just didn't like it then. Stop. And I know people don't like Wonder Woman 84. This is where my original tweet stemmed from. I watched. I know, Craig. I know. <laughs> I know. When Steve Trevor has to say goodbye again, I break down like a little boy. I cry like a baby. Because I love those two together. And it's like, fuck the world. It's fine. Keep it the way it is. I don't care if the world burns. He's so happy. I do. I cried. I was like, bye, Steve. Um, I watched a 20-minute conversation. I stayed out of it. Because me, me, me adding my two cents would not have been helpful. Of them picking apart the plot holes. And I'm like, this movie is two hours and 40 minutes. Wow. Stop it. You don't like it. That's fine. Do something else with your time. <laughs> Craig was like, I don't like the movie. This is why. And then we moved on. Okay. Crazy. 
I didn't debate. He liked. He didn't like it. I loved the movie. It, it uh, falls to uh, something that I always say to people, and it rings true. You know the ones that go, "Oh well, this happened." Oh, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And it's like you're talking about it, which means you, can't. you care. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't like the movie, but you can't stop talking about it. Guess what? You might actually like the movie. You like the movie. You like Everybody. The movie. The year and a half of people shitting on Ghostbusters because because of it was what it was, but they kept coming back to it. Exactly. And I'm like, uh-huh, 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 keep doing it. Same thing with The Last Jedi. Past the people that chased Kelly Marie Tran off of... Um, first of all, she's gorgeous. What the fuck is wrong with you people? She's a good actress. So she's what, what, are, what are you looking at? That you got that mad at Kelly Marie Tran, number one. Number two... She's just an actress who got an she did an audition and got a role, and she's of course she wants. If someone comes up to you and says, "Do you want to be in Star Wars?" No. For, for people that don't understand, in terms of Star Wars, there's actually famous actors in it that you don't even know are in it that did it for free. Yes. They put on Stormtrooper suits or whatever just to say, "I was in Star Wars." Like a bunch of people. Tom Hardy did it. Daniel a bunch Craig. of people did it. Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yes, Daniel Craig is the uh, stormtrooper that gets mind tricked to leave in the room. Daniel, uh, uh, Kevin Smith is um, outside of um, Maz's palace. Yeah. Um, uh, Simon Pegg is the traitor on Ray's home planet, uh, Jakku. Yeah, I said Jakku, nerds. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. Tom Hardy did. Tom Hardy did this one because again, it's a. It wasn't about the payday. It wasn't about the screen time. It was just to say, I was in Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. and not only it. that, you fuckers that that are that serious. Me being part of the fan club when it was mail in only. The movies are parodies of movie serials from the forties. Yeah. Why are you taking it that the third the. the Darth Vader was defeated by Ewoks. <laughs> the original Star Wars was based on the Seven Samurai. Was based on a on a Japanese uh, Western. But, but but they're upset about a, a an Asian woman being in a Star Wars movie. That Hi, was Chucky originally, Yeah, but that was originally based on a Japanese movie. The, the, there's a, a big walking carpet. Yeah. Fuzzy looking nerve herder, and you're mad about. Luke Force ghosting to fuck with Kylo. Guys. <laughs> stop it. Chill out. Chill out. Just to, if you don't like, you don't have to like it. I've never, not nowhere can you find me giving a person shit other than tongue in cheek for actually not liking the same thing I like. This doesn't exist. But I got I get people when I say, hey, I'm watching Ghostbusters 2016 again, that have to tell me they don't like the movie. Okay. Well, good. You don't like what good for you. A perfect, a perfect example is the Ghostbusters thing between you and I. You asked, hey, did you watch it? Did you like it? I went, no, I don't. And I won't. I'm not a personal fan of the actresses. The conversation was over. Yeah, we're done. We're done. That was it. 
hey, you don't like the action? Let me sit here like a Pink Floyd fan and, and force you into seeing something you don't want to see. Or, like, give me a 20-page PowerPoint presentation yeah. about why these actresses are good and why I would like the movie. If I just get past this, like, no. Now, I do think that, but I'm not going to sit here and convince you because I have other things to do. Exactly. And everybody has a right to their freaking opinion. That doesn't mean you got to force your opinion on everyone else. And yes, it does bother me. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> And because yes, we, we we have our own opinions and for, for people that have a problem. Fuck you, Craig. Us, yeah. <laughs> but this is why we have our own podcast, because we got sick of people talking about shit that they shouldn't be talking about or keep on beating the same dead horse. So if that if so this way we can get out our opinions <laughs> with like my individuals. And we don't have to hear shit from other people if see, we don't want to. See, these people, these little needle dick dudes just insult Kathleen Kennedy as a woman and as a human being because they didn't like The Last Jedi. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's really, guys, you don't, nobody's sitting there going, yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Nobody. No, the three of you are. But the rest of us are just screenshotting it going. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian saved Star Wars. Guess what? That was overrated. It's a fine TV show. It's not the greatest thing that ever happened. I enjoyed it. It was fine, though. And like, and just for a thing, uh, even if there was no Star Wars, didn't need saving. Exactly. Even if there was if there was no Mandalorian at all, <laughs> like Star Wars is going to be okay. <laughs> that, was, that was my just other just point. A, <laughs> it's like, yeah, how the yeah. Mandalorian is suddenly carrying the franchise. Like no. <laughs> It no. only made it only made eight hundred million dollars at the box office. It's failing. It's like it's like saying Ant Man of the Wasp saved Marvel. Like, eh, I don't think so. They would have been. They, they would have been, they, they been okay. I it, think they would have been all right. Yeah, the Eternals is going to save Phase Four. Like, eh, okay, no. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to bankrupt Marvel anytime soon. Well, I think, yeah, right. I nope. think Disney'll I think Disney'll get their money back a little bit on that. I always bring it back to the Beatles, right? When we talk yeah. about things like this, where in 1965, this is short, trust me, stay, this is right on point. Where um John said in an interview, pointing out the Beatles were more famous than re religion Thank to you. kids, yeah. he said the Beatles are more popular than Jesus Christ. And holy shit, did that piss yeah. off the Bible belt? And the religious nuts in the UK where they were burning Beatles records and yeah. banning the Beatles on the radio. And Ringo's and famous quote on the anthology was, oh, yeah, who showed up to the concert? Oh, it was only 30,000 instead of 60. See, we were dying, dying on our feet. <laughs> and then, of course, everybody went out and bought our records again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. That, killed, that killed their career right there. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. They're still suffering to this day. And two of them, wow. two of them are dead and still out selling most of your bands, folks. <laughs> two. Dead. Anyway, speaking of dead, um, that's thankfully not my internet connection right now. This was a uh, show fraught with technical difficulties. Uh, no doubt coming from me. I'm obviously transmitting from outer space. Well, actually, from a galaxy far, far away, and I'm coming at you from a long time ago in the middle of this dogfight here with the uh, Millennium Falcon breathing up my collective ass. 
Uh, this is our time to say uh, goodnight, and we're going to do a roundtable because we have to uh, thank our many listeners and viewers uh, for sticking with us during this dark and stormy night, not unlike many a uh, video game start. Uh, but we're going to uh, take it away from the folks um, that you're watching and seeing right now, but you can also follow them on the social media where we all go to complain about stuff that we should stop complaining about. Uh, namely, Double D, the Dragon of the Dojo. Where can people follow you, sir? All right. So to keep up with uh, the news that I have talked that we talked about on the show, as well as other ones that I collect during the month, of course, go to Nerd Herders Rebooted on Facebook. Uh, you can catch me at dvargas802 on the Instagram, uh, as well as, again, as Craig ever so mentions, I am a personal trainer and karate instructor. You can check that stuff out on U.S. Shotokai Karate on Facebook and U.S. underscore Shotokai on the Instagram. And you, my dear. Yeah, when you're not being a wife, mother, badass chick, and my favorite Rebel Rebel, the soon-to-be upcoming popular biography bestseller tell me who i'm supposed to be authoress and the out of all the milfs on this show my favorite foxy please tell us where we can follow you and your patreon where people can and can follow the journey of your of your your biography go okay everybody can find me on twitter facebook youtube but more on Instagram than anything else at the same handle, which is at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-X-Y. Um, if you would like to get a bunch of bonus content that's created to go alongside my memoir, Tell Me Who I'm Supposed to Be, then please join patreon.com slash Foxy Foxy. Uh, might I just say, I would imagine that Craig right now is is exactly how I can imagine like news in a galaxy far, far away being. Yeah, I'm reporting now from the uh, the surface of Hoth, and I have a. It's cold, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that is exactly like what it is. It's great. Yeah, I do. Thank you. So yeah. And Love you. And uh, Daniel, uh, for that angel devil on your shoulder, where can people follow you? Follow me in Papa 3 at DanLaw83. This show, other shows, are now on our own podcasting network, risen from the ashes, the once dead, now alive, H-I-A-C, Talk Radio Network. Type in, type that in on your podcast app or on your Spotify account. And go to the new black and red logo with all the all the little podcast logos inside of it, and subscribe, please. All of our past episodes are still at VOC Nation Radio Network. But if you want to watch the videos of all the old episodes, go to Twitch. No, don't go to Twitch. Go to Twitch Live. Ah. But go watch the other shows edited and put together at YouTube.com/slash DanLaw83. I am done. It's easy for you to say. Oh. And uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagon, C R A I G L I G G E O N S. 
Join us here uh, the last Wednesday of next month in June. Well, I we may be coming at you from a completely different uh, place, uh, wearing a completely different suit, but with the same attitude and the same wonderful co-hosts. So to all of you listening and watching, thank you for staying with us again on this dark and stormy night. Uh, we'll do it again next month. And you guys are my nerd herders. Yay. You are our nerd herder. You're my nerd herder, Double D. Oh, Dan, I'm sorry. Um, You and the rest of the Super Mario Brothers are my nerd herder. Tyrannosaurus Rex, the Lizard King, thank you very much. You're my nerd herder. Actually, will you be my nerd herder? I will always be your nerd herder. Thank you, because you know what? Now that I just ripped off my mask and COVID restrictions are coming down to almost human-like levels, uh, this summer is a perfect opportunity for us to do this show live when we're all in the same room. Yeah. So then when the internet goes out, we have absolutely no one to blame but Thanks. each other. Yeah, but each so, other. <laughs> so we I know the perfect room to do it in, too. Uh-huh. So we got that to look forward to, which is nice. So uh, to all of our scruffy-looking nerd herders and for our listeners and our fans, uh, this has been Nerd Herders once a month. Thank you for joining us for The Curse. We'll see you next month, folks. Bye. Bye.